This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We're going in order. We are done. We're, so we're going in order. We are done. Goinim, the early Ashkenaz, and Sfarad. And now we're moving towards the Tkuf at the end of Rishonim, moving towards that uh, there was a, a middle Tkufa. And we're going to talk about the Rivash, who um, he, it's not that we have, last time we spoke with the Rajba, the Rajba's amount of Chubas we have is incredible. We have much less. But the Rivash has a lot of personal things that he talks about that are incredible. And the Rivash's life himself was extremely stormy, went through a very hot kufa. Um, and we'll just be mocked him. In Spain, there were different kufas, and for a while, the Jews had it extremely good. And the 12, in the 1200s, at the end of the 1200s, in the beginning of the 1300s, things started getting rougher, tougher. The, the Christians started making more xeris. And in 1391, there was the first real Xayr Shmat. People think about 1492. 1492 was the end of it all. 1391 was incredible pogromin. People were killed. Huge amount of people were converted. And the estimates range between 30 and 60%. It's an incredible amount. People ran away. And the Inquisition came about as a reaction, actually, to the amount of Jews that had become converted and they didn't think they were very sincere. Some of them were very not sincere and so on. But that was already, so this is the Tkufa that Rivash encompasses. He started out in Spain, ended up in Algiers. His, so let's look a little bit at the facts and, and I'm gonna try to go through some of the things in the Chubas that are incredible. First of all, like always, the sources, where did I get my material from? So the one place where, um, I mean, the, there's one place, and one place only, basically, where to get information is in his chuvas. He has a few hundred chuvas, 500 plus chuvas, and he, there's an awful lot of detail. Two people put out sfarim that do that job. One was somebody named Avram Sherman, Dr. Professor, Rabbi Professor Avram Hirschman, sorry, Hirschman. He was, it was put out in the 50s or 60s by Mozart Cook called Harivash, and then somebody recently, I don't know, like a dozen years ago, his name is Reb David Barsheshis, I don't know if he calls himself to be Harivash, is, is it Reb Barsheshis, I don't know if he holds, if, if his family or not, but basically, I mean family, you know, where they trace the years or not, but he reworked it, added material, took out material, he, he, you know, he dealt with certain points, really, really an amazing book, and goes through some of the details, but really Professor Hirschman was the one who, who did the groundwork. He actually went to all the chuvas, took out the material that's relevant, put it together in terms of history, in terms of shitas, deus, incredible work. Um, his chuvas, he, he wrote, we, what we have is 500 plus chuvas. Almost every single one is brought in Beis Yosef. Um, he's, I computer check, he's, he's mentioned by Sesef 500 plus times, and being that he had 500 chuvas, so it's basically almost every one. And the Mahaba brings Ram, and then he, Beis Sesef Paskins, and Ramah brings from him. 
So basically, almost everything he's he said in the Truvis is um, is uh, quoted. The um, the they put out later Truvis Chadoshes, which they claim was another collection of Truvis. Lemais, it's been proven that the vast majority of these Truvis are others, people's Ramchalva and other people. So basically, the old Truvis firm are his. He was born in Barcelona in 1326, and the, um, the, the, he's referred to as Barfat or Perfat in an, some sort of family name, like, and, which means um, an administrator. It, it's, a, it's a Spanish term meaning administrator, so on. And, and he died in 1408. So the, um, the, the, that is the big picture of his life. Um, things that we know from the Chubas about his personal life, there are two interesting notes. Um, so, first of all, his rebbeim were, the Ran was his rabbi Muvok, and the Ran was the godlador in, in Bishaito in, in Spain. He was his, uh, uh, his rabbi Muvok. He also learned by somebody called Rabbeinu Peretz, not the, not the Baltasis, Baltasis of France, this different uh, Peretz, and somebody named Hastoi Kreskes, whose grandson was a friend of his, and his grandson is known for a safe road or Hashem. But those were his rebbeim, basically. But the Ran was his rabbi Muvak, and he's considered Talmud and Ran. So he had some of his children died, and he writes about, it's just interesting, the personal note. He writes that um, it is his Shin Shintes. I, I, um, I wanted to tell you that my grandson, Baruch Hashem, is doing well. He's, um, a year and a half ago, I brought him from Barcelona to my house in Valencia. His, his parents, his father passed away. He is eight years old. He started to learn this summer Mishnayis. Brochus, Tainis, Megillah, Rosh Hashanah, and Yuma. And he says them Balper, whatever I learn with him. He understands well, Baruch Hashem, and now we're going to start learning the Sugyas. He divides up his week. He says a third of it is Talmud, a third Mikra, and a third he says Parsha. I'm not sure what he means, but uh, maybe I should say I'm, I'm not sure um, what it means, but I'll upon him. So, so as a grandfather, he, had to, he took an eight-year-old, and this is what a kid at eight, maybe it was the, the Rivash's grandson, that's why he knew so much. But upon him, it's a very interesting personal note. There's another tshuva in Rashbash, who was, Rashbash was in Algiers a generation later, about a daughter of the Rivash who, who came crying to him that people, somebody was Maitzalaz on her, that she had chased him and so on. He was very furious that somebody would be Salaz on the daughter Rivash, and he was very harsh and very critical and so on and so forth. He, um, Lemaisa, he was arrested together with the Ran in 1371, and he describes it. They were, they were, they had enemies, Jews, who didn't like the fact that they were very strong and they, you know, they, they came down hard on, on certain halachas and so on. He writes about that later. But he describes in two chuvas about his, um, about his experience. One of them, he's giving advice to a rav on how a person should um, conduct his rabbonus. 
he says, he writes to this person, you're right in principle that, that you should go in a certain direction. But but what can you do if the people are not up to accepting it? You have to go slowly with them, bearing in mind what they can tolerate, how much, and, and you know, how strong can you bear down? You should be small deicha and min mekarev, the way a mother carries a child, not like a lion pouncing from, from the jungle. In every, in every door, there have been the wicked people in our generation who come out hating the Rabbanim and, and anything that has to do with Torah. They hate Betachas Asinah, their enemies. Even in the early generation, where the Rabbanim even chashved in us, they would always be people that, that would try to hurt the Chachamim. Just don't talk about it and hope that they will finish and, and you know, if you do what's right, you learn and, and, uh, and you do, and you and, and, and he'll take care of the enemies. He says, we also had, last winter, they, they were, they, they made a libel against us, they massacred us to the king um, for whatever reason, and he said a similar reason to yours, which I think means that they had come out um, about a certain halacha and the people didn't like it. He said, ask the Talmidim and they'll tell you what they saw. And therefore, um, I was, he said, therefore I couldn't answer your letter because I just well, I didn't have my wits about me. And also, I heard you also ran away from the city in order to, to protect yourself. So he said, Baruch Hashem, I've come back, Shalom Begufa and Shalom Terasi, and now I can answer you, and so on. So that's one tshuva that he writes about this, and he writes another tshuva, Shinai Vav. He writes, um, you, 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 you sent me a, a, a sefer to look at, and you complaining I didn't respond to it, he said, unfortunately, he said, um, it is five months that terrible people have attacked myself and the Ran and six Chashva people in the community and me and my brother, and they have mastered us to the government and we're still, um, and we're still imprisoned, we're not having done anything wrong. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu do to them as they did to us but I haven't been able to go to Bismedrish nor to respond to you. So um, that was what they suffered like. Um, it was people who were powerful and strong and wealthy, didn't, didn't like it when a Rav said whatever he said, and the things didn't change all that much. In 1372, he, I guess because he had to leave um, Barcelona, he went on to, he was in Saragossa. That's another city. And he describes something about what life is there. <coughs> he says, um, if he, he felt, he said, um, that people here, he said, um, when I came to this to town over here, people were very happy. They were in the office. But he said he looked around at 
their minhagim and what they did, and they were maratzim. Um, he writes uh, to another rav. He says, um, "You write." To, he had written to this rav that you can't give blanket at Terem to people that are maratzim because there'll be mazals in it, and you have to be very careful. So this rav responded, "No, Baruch Hashem, today everybody's tamichachamim and they know everything and they're, they're they're really good and so on and so forth." He says, "This is Shin Sarek Dalit." He says, "You, I see you wrote." That bismana a person should not, um, you know, keep a heter under wraps from aris because they're all chachamim nevoinim, they know Torah and the bekiim and so on and molei mitzvahs and so on. He says, um, I, I want to tell you something. He says, in my city, which is a big city, and there are people that are chachamim nevoinim, there are also a lot of amaratzim who don't even make a sukkah on sukkahs. They eat chutzah sukkah, and the, the first night they come and make kiddush or hair kiddush for somebody. That's it. If that's where they're holding, what are you talking about? There are plenty of people don't know, and they, they, you know, and just giving a head to will just break, will be part of certain things. He also brings, there was a minig, I think on Rosh Hashanah, that the, the, the tzibur didn't daven shil shmanesra, the chazan daven right away the shmanesra, and he was, um, and he writes against that also. In 13, he was in Valencia for 1385, 1391. 1391 was the terrible pogrom. It was, it was instigated by the, 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 the church. The king tried to protect, unclear if he actually did or didn't. There were, in his city, in Valencia, 250 people were killed. Many, many people converted. One of the people that converted was a rav. His name was Shlomo Alevi, and from Castile, and he became um, a very high church official, and wrote books supporting the church, and saying that the program they made was um, was the best thing because it helped many Jews see the light of Christianity, and they should continue doing it. That, that was now. Somebody wrote, a, a one of the historians wrote that the Rivash himself also converted. Because based on the church papers, it says many Jews they converted, including their rabbi. Now, this, um, Reb has wrote this, debunks it. He said, you know, one historian came up with it, and, and everybody afterward just picks up on it. He's, he has many, many riots that it's not. First of all, his name is never mentioned in any of the church papers. They would have put his name out because he was the, the known person, and he himself in Algiers wrote chuvas about Anusim, extensive chuvas. Doesn't mention a thing about himself. No one else mentions it. No other place. Just the church records that many Jews, including their rabbi, without mentioning the name, um, Al Kaponim. But the, the but the situation was that many many converted, and this was the beginning of the end. Uh, um, it, it, and it's the, the, he writes later on. We'll see in some of the chuvas that if a person can run away and he doesn't, that's when the person is not really honest. So he ran away, so, so he ran away to Algiers. In the Spanish, after the Spanish, uh, after Spain collapsed, after the Jewish Spain collapsed in 1492, Jews, so Spain is on this side of the Mediterranean, then you have Morocco, you have Algiers, um, and on the north, 
you would have, in the North Mediterranean, you'd have Turkey, you have Italy, and so on, and, and that's Israel. So in his, when he was running away in 1931, um, Turkey, and there, there was no Ottoman Empire. Everything was um, Christian. So the only countries they could run to were Muslim countries, and that was North Africa. So he ran to North Africa, and he ended up in Algiers. You come to a new country with a lot of issues, and there are some extraordinary truths about it. He says, um, the people in this country, when it comes to the interiors, they go to a Muslim, uh, a Muslim judge. They don't, they, they don't um, go with halacha. Then he said, um, in, in Shuvah Samachalaf, he describes about incident that he had with a person, a really incredible incident with a person in, in, in the Algerian community was actually a person who had run away from Spain also. They had become full with, with refugees, and this is, he describes the situation. Someone said to him, I heard that, that, that they want to make a Takana certain Indian, and I didn't let it. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Such and such, such a person, as soon as he came to here, he decided he wants to become like president of the community and wants to chase me out of the city. And he started to antagonize me because he saw that people did respect me. And he was always, he would always say terrible things about me. Um, and it's it just a continuation of what he did in Spain. When he was in Spain, he used to antagonize the Chacham of his city and he continued doing it over here. Um, he said over here, um, the, 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 the Chacham people, the community wanted to get up and put him in cherem for the things he was saying. And I, I would stop them and I would say, after everything that happened to us, we, we you know, being, having gone through what I went through, I, I should not, it's wrong for me to act that way. And we just have to suffer in silence. And maybe that'll be a kapara or maybe whatever. In other words, he felt that since he had suffered the wrath of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then he doesn't have the right to try to stand up for his covet. He said, but the following incident happened. A, a boat came from Majorca, which is Spain, and there were 45 uh, Anus in Majorca and Valencia and Barcelona. The, the, the Muslim um, head of the city wanted to let them into the city, um, not because he was so brotherly, but because he charged them twice as much tax to live in the city. So it was Kadai. Um, th and a, a, a Kadi, her name, um, there were some Muslims who, who were, um, were not happy with it. They felt prices would go up, the Jews would come in, they would you know, there would be more competition for the food and so on. And the Qadi yelled at them, and he told them, I thought you're believers, and now I see that you're kaifrim. Do you think Hashem can't feed these people if he can feed the whole world? Hashem is the one who feeds people. And this person, this Jew, was active in, in getting the community 
behind, uh, to, to, to speak to the mayor or the, or the governor that he shouldn't let the Jews um, come in and, and, uh, it, it, because it would, I guess, it would be competition. These were Jews. When I heard that there were Jews that, that complained about this, I couldn't contain myself. And I told them, um, the mayor and the Qadi want to let them in, and Jews don't let them. Anyone who opposes them coming in should be in Kherim in this world and the next world, f- to, f- f- causing these poor people to be deported back to Bajarka. And he said they would have succeeded if not for a different Rav who, who were able to, to be invalid. This, this was a terrible, terrible incident that happened, and, and he was scared of, of stalking, but he felt he couldn't hold himself in and so on. Um, he had a machlaikas, maybe we'll speak about it some later time. There was, uh, at the Rashbats was a Rav. He wasn't the Rav there, but he's a Rav there. The king appointed the, the Rivash. The Rashbats had his tiniest. He respected the Rivash tremendously, but he had some tiniest that perhaps um, it, it was, uh, it perhaps, the, it's not right that they, that they should have a chief rov. There was back and forth on it. Um, at the end, he was nifted in 1408. Uh, um, they were close friends despite the, despite the, they had, it was about Chlegsrim Shemayim, about is it appropriate to appoint a, an official rov? They, are, they, they were buried. They, they, the Muslims then needed the place. They, they had, the Jews had to take him out. The Rivosh and the Rashpats are buried in a big ohel. They made a big ohel, and in the Machzorim of Nusch Algeria, on Yom Kippur night, after Kol Nidre, there's an askara that the community says for the Rivosh and the Rashbats and the Rashbash. The Rashbash was the son of the, of the Rashbats, and they were, so they were considered to be, so to speak, the Ruchnistika founders of Algerian Jewry and so on. Um, the, the, there is, so he wrote um, tshuvas that we have. There are chidushim of his on some receptors. We don't have it as chidushim. It's brought down sheet of gubetzes. There are a handful of piyutim and espede uh, and, and kinnis that they found, but that's about all we have in terms of that. The, um, I want to just, again, I'll quote some things about, first of all, what the conditions were like that he lived in in some of the places, and then, and then and certain inyanim. So the first thing I want to speak about was his general, again, his, his the, the being involved in fights and his shita of, of, of shalom and so on. So first, there's an interesting tshuva he writes, this is tshuva aleph. He says, I can't, um, I can't be Meirich more because I have no sperm here. I didn't, I can't find this city, not a Gemara, not, and, and, and not Chidush and Tezrim All they have is the Rambam, Piskei Rashsal, and that's all they have. Um, so I don't know which city it was, but a lot of the cities, it's, it's, it's in a few places he complains he had no sperm. He was, he was, he was, he was a, a, a refugee. Now he says, I want to tell you, this is another tshuva. Um, it's tshuva samach. 
I want to tell you what happened here in the Hespid on the Chacham of Ashraka Koyan. That was the person who we held in great esteem, and he was Nifta, and the Rav said a Hespid. He said, um, after I, I was the one who started the first, I started the Spadim, I was the, you know, the first speaker. So I started, um, after Shachris, we sat down <coughs> on the ground, I was the Rosh Havelim. I felt, uh, I, I felt you know, the closest. And in a, uh, in a loud voice, I started um, saying over the, the, the kinah that my brother had made when Rabbeinu Paratzakayim was Nifta. And I added and, and so on. And I spoke, and he writes about what I spoke about, his milus of dispersed and so on and so forth. After... I finished my hespid. A certain person opened his mouth and began cursing me out. He spoke second, and he said, "The osed litnas adin safdonim, who speak about a mace divay shevach that are not true and are being made edeshek of Hashem." And he went on and on and on, and he said, "He's not going to say things about him that are true. He's only going to say things that are true," and he was. It, 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 he was a great um, poet, this person. That's all he could say about him. He said, I wanted to pick myself up and leave the shul, but I felt maybe he's going to correct himself. He didn't do that. But he said lies about this person, that he t- took away his pinosa, that, that he connived against him, which was not true. Um, he holds that he, he thinks maybe he did tshuva before he died, but if he didn't do it, he's a big sinner, and now he's going to be moichel him. That was his drasha. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, 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 it just, it, 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 it's incredible how, um, thing he say. He said, um, he said, is, is, did something like this ever happen? You know, people say about a person what's true, shvachim, and then somebody gets something that's not true. Everything I said is, is true word for word, and, and so on. Um, but in order not to create machlokas, I didn't want to hear him and say anything about it. And I made myself, I, I mute, and I didn't say anything. Um, the, the, um, he said, but if the, if, the, if the people close to the nifta are going to start fighting with him, they're right 100%. I never heard such a terrible thing, even about the Kal the, Shebekalim. The Someone is coming to Menachem, it's gone to Maspid, and there's being Mitzayah. Um, the, 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 uh, um, I- incredible. He says, um, the, the, he said, I, I, I told you this because I know that you were very close to the Nifta and you loved him as you love yourself. And if you'll hear things about it, understand what happened and keep it to yourself. Um, there's another tshuva. He said, um, this is Tshuva Samachalov. Um, what you said that you have, um, you said that you, you, you got a letter that the Tzibu wanted to make a Takana, and I was Meicha, I'll tell you exactly how it is. This person, when he came, uh, tried to embarrass me and do all these things, and uh, so this is the same Tshuva again that we went through. Um, let me just see what else. There is a tshuva. Um, 
this is Shin Aleph. This is to somebody who is um, who had had fights with him. He wrote him a shaila, and he said, um, "When I was a Sarkoza, you spoke terrible things about me, and you fought against as much as you can, and you'd always say bad things to everyone, to, to all my enemies, thinking that you'll find favor in their eyes. I did not respond like that." Um, whatever I could do good, I did good for you. Um, and, and he said, even after I left Sargoza, um, you spoke and did bad against me, um, and, and uh, I know of it all. He says, and it wasn't a secret, everyone knows about it, but because you had charata that you did it, I'm not going to be an achsa from mochel you, mochel, 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 it's no more virus, and and uh, the signed by your beloved Yitzhak Rebsheshis. Um Then there's another letter to someone else, another tshuva, Tov Mem Hey. He's, he's responding to this person having an, a fight with somebody. He says, um, your fights with the Chacham Reb Amram, I'm very, you know, I'm excited to hear about it. You should be mechabed him. And go easy with him. He's a person who is a zokin shekana chachma. He's never stopped learning, and so on. And even if he didn't have many talmidim, and did not wasn't falpon chachma, but you're the one that intruded in his territory, and you have to understand that, and bear it in mind, and so on. And he, uh, you know, basically tells him that he should live with him with darkish shalom and so on, even if that person is pushing back. Um, he also, other, other letters like that, where he tells people that it, they should be mevakeh shalom, that no matter, even, even if you're at the raw end of the, of the deal, always try to act like a shalom, because at the end, that, that works out. Um, a few tshuvas over here, um, and as this is a very interesting thing, he writes about a certain psak that somebody said over from the person who was an enemy of his, a rav who fought him. He said, despite my personal feelings about the person, emes is emes, and if he's right, he's right, and uh, and that's that's how we have to go with it. Um, it's very, very, uh, it, it, quite a few truvas like that. He, he had a lot of people that were antagonistic to him, and he very much felt the right way to go is to keep his mouth quiet and try to work things out, Dr. Shalom. A few of his truvas are very fascinating in, in um, philosophy, in Kabbalah, and so on. So someone asked him about philosophy. It's truva mem hey. What is it that a person, what's, what is the Chachmi Vanis that people should be misrachic from? So he brings the Chazal over here and he says in the, in the Loshan over there, it's, it means Chachmas Ivanis is a very specific language, secret language Ivanim had. Rashi says over there and so on. Um, that's as far as the Gemara goes. But he speaks about. Um, the 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 the, um, the of um, Aristotle and so on. So he writes 
that um, the 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 problem with it is that it has a tendency to pull people away from Emuna and from Taira. He says um, because they try. He says, "Omnum sifri ateva for somim loymin Hashem uzeh, avol royu limonam him." So, the the science books, which was Yovanis, they don't they're not included in that iser, but a person should still stay away from it, because at the end of the day they're trying to be oike ikra The two ikrim that they're trying to be oike is chidush olam, which was Aristotle's. Belief was that the world is eternal, and that was one. And the second one is Hashkacha, which means that a Kaddish Baruch Hu um, interacts with the world. And both of these are Ikrim G'doylem, and the, the, and the whole thrust of those Sfarim is against it. And therefore, a person should be Monet himself. And he brings a Shubas Reb Haigoyen, and that he says about it, the Rajba he quotes also that people that are misragil in it, and they and they and they be, and this becomes their light, their guiding light, inevitably go away from Yiddishkeit. So that's we spoke about the Rajba last time, and his sheet, and that was he's, he's following along with that. What about the Rambam? So he says the Ein Lahavi Raima Rambam Zal. The Rambam first finished all of Torah. Halachas, Agodas, Esefta, Safra, Sefri, Bavli, Yerushalmi. And look at the Mishnah Torah. And he made Sefer Mor Nevuchim to counter Apikarsis. And Bimela, it's very different than somebody who starts with it and is not at all, doesn't have the mindset of being able to, you know, to, to understand what's wrong with what he's learning and to counter it. He says, um, and despite that, there are things, so he compares it to Reb Meir and Acher, where he was able to learn certain things from him and throw away the bed. And still he said, there's things in the Rambam that he feels were affected by philosophy that he argues with, where the Ramban argues with, and so on and so forth. That's as far mm-hmm. as philosophy goes. He has a true idea, Bechir, that will skip. There's one on Kabbalah that's very, very interesting. Someone asked him about Kabbalah, and basically the person asked him that aren't people who believe in spheres believe in many gods? Isn't it a type of, of, of Shalom believing many? So, he's, so basically he writes like this. He says, um, yes, he says it like this. First of all, he says, my Rebbeim did not speak about spheres. And I heard from Rebbeinu Peretz, who was his Rebbeinu Peretz, HaKoyen, Reb Shimon Mikinan Zal, Shoi Rav Godl Mikol Bnei Dara, Reb Shimshon Mikinan was the Godl Adar, Vigaman is a Chormi man of Lori Sabeina. I heard about him also when I was young. I didn't see him ever. He used to say, Ani Mispalo Lidas Zuatinoik, Kloima, so um, they, he said, I, I'm, I daven like a child. I don't have any of these kavanis. A person's davening should be pashistic, should be just rebayin shalom, without any chachmas. Um, and, and he smiles a little bit on it, and he writes, 
that he, it's fascinating, he writes that he feels that the Ramban was a little bit too much involved with Kabbalah, that's what he says, and he says his Rebbe, the Ran, felt that the Ramban was, was too much Ochaz in it, and basically he writes at the end of the Tshuva, I don't have any Messiris in it, and therefore um, I don't think appropriate that I should be dealing with it. So the reverse is quoted widely for the first, for that quote from Rosh Mekinon, that um, davening, as far as davening goes, no matter what a person knows and understands, davening should be pashit and simple, that's it. Um, he says, uh, it's fast, he quotes him, mm-hmm. the Ran told him, mm-hmm. He says, I didn't get it from any Mekubal, so I certainly should not be able, should not um, be involved in and so on. There was one more topic that I just wanted to discuss that he speaks about, and that is about the Anusim. This was a terrible situation. Like we said before, many, many Jews shmat, and the question was, um, what's the status afterwards? Um, if did are they Jews? Are they goyim? Um, what, 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 how do you look at them? So he has some certain klolim. Um, so it was the gear yainesech. Was the gear after they were mekadesh isha? They got married. There was a, a tshuva here. A woman married somebody in a church, and then afterwards, what's the status? So the, the marriage in the church is certainly worth nothing. There's no, there's no giving any, um, you know, there's nothing that resembles Kedushin. The problem is, what about Yichud? Hene Yichud, Hene Bia. These are Chuvas, these are Inyanim that deals with, these were terrible issues. And he writes, um, da, that if a person, so first of all, he brings that if a person is taken onus, um, the halacha is, even though he should have been Moisinefish, doesn't have a din of a mummer. It's like the Raman Paskins. He quotes a Rashba, also like that. But he says, um, that somebody, this is somebody that does his best. A, first of all, Klal one, he tries as much as he can to still keep the mitzvahs that he can. He didn't just let himself loose. It, it, so it wasn't easy to keep mitzvahs in those days because the Spanish Inquisition was on, on the lookout. But if a person does what he can, and to do that, so that's um, that's good. But if somebody let himself go, and that's it, he stopped keeping mitzvahs since he converted, that's something which is Baratzen. One. Two. The people who... Um, could have escaped, and they didn't escape. Um, that's also Yotzim Echasis Kashus. We assume that they're happy with their status. That needs a lot of insight to see whether or not um, they are um, could be considered uh, yidin or not yidin. But Akaponim, those, those, that's the gist of the tshuvas that he has over here about um, the different types of anusim. It's nagea wine, it's nagea women getting married, it's nagea a woman who has a child, 
and and what kind of status that has, a, a whole bunch of shilas. And if to him, the, the question is, obviously, if the person is still an honest, in other words, he's only doing the things that he's forced to do, that person certainly has, has a status of Esau Kasha. But if we have signs that the person is already quite comfortable the way he is, then he's not. Those, those are the, the type of instruments. Akaponim, the Rivashist Kufas was one of the stormiest in Kalah Israel's. Um, he's somebody who basically, it's the beginning of the end of Sfarat. Um, the, the, the 30, 1391 was a watershed moment in, in, in the beginning of the end of it. It went from bad to worse to worse. The, um, he was instrumental and probably the basis for, for founding Algerian Jewry, who was one of the North African Kehillas. Um, and his truth is remarkable. I, I, I don't think there's any other safe like that where every single tshuva basically is brought la'alocha. Everything he wrote is brought la'alocha. And also incredible insight in his personal life, the, the amount of sikhsuchim and the fights, um, the, um, and the way he, he constantly it, you know, kept his peace and wouldn't, wouldn't uh, respond to attacks. Those are things that are really credible uh, about his life. And uh, it's all there. It's all in Stuvas. We have it uh, printed, and you can see it all. Okay.